This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. The Super Bowl is here. And it's time for you to get hyped. Oh, Joe, that ain't good enough. Come on, Joe. Ah, thank you, baby. Thank you. Make your blood come from my damn mouth. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You got to make blood come to the mouth. You can't just smack me and don't hit me hard. Let's push. When you hit a motherfucker, you hit that motherfucker. Let's kick the ass. Kick the ass. Let's go. But do you need a little help translating the universal language that is football? Bien, they're Cody Parking. No, fire! Oh. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Los hijos se van con la victoria! Ay, papá! No, senor! No, senor! Chicago, Chicago! A game that can make you go from this... We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. To this? When you... uh when you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but, um, you know, we, we made the one mistake that cost us, you know. And... Uh, well, forget analysts like Michael Irvin. Oh my God, this is what's wrong with today. The young ladies today, they're not learning from mom. How to cook, we're losing recipes. And now we're going to lose Peyton Manning's knowledge. Or the Manning brothers. Hey, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. Can't hear shit. Never mind. When you can have analysis like this. You're, you're really they're, calling they're, them to come out of the AFC? They're, yep. They're going to the market. What's today? It is August 15th. At 10-12, this is on recording. Chargers are going to be going to the Super Bowl. Excuse, I'm sorry to the people of Cincinnati. It was not the Cleveland Browns. Uh It was the Cincinnati Bengals. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's all Ohio, and none of them are going to win anything. That's what I want for the playoffs. I want Tom Brady to to, uh, fuck himself. I want want Aaron Rodgers to get COVID and Carson Wentz uh, to fall into a deep depression. That's all. So I would put Najee before Patrick, but Patrick Mahomes actually, like, his butt is a little bit bigger. It's got some wiggle to it. Thankfully. <clears throat> that was cute. Only on the 3-2-3. I'm your host, Reed Murphy, welcoming you to five epic days of our best contributors, analysis, and shenanigans, leading you to the big game. Five days that can only be known as... Super Week. Yeah.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are into another day of Super Week. Today, we are going to dive into the halftime show. This is one of the biggest halftime shows, damn, I think in recent memory. Between, yeah, yeah sure. you got Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. So we got no one better to talk about it with than our good friend of the show, Justin Marlowe, is back. How you doing, bud? Good, good. Glad to be back. It's a pleasure. Yes, sir. So we're getting this show. This is a lot better than uh, like Maroon 5, I think, or Black Eyed Peas. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts? What are your feelings on this show? Are you excited well, about it? I actually am. Um, I, what I hope that doesn't happen is I hope it's not so much production that the uh, the core of some of these artists get lost in the show. Right. Uh, you know, I think that's easy to do in the Super Bowl because it's it's like, you know, the event of all events when it comes to, especially with halftime shows. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like some of those shows from the past, like 10 years or so, it seems like every year I was kind of underwhelmed by the list that I heard. I remember being kind of pumped about Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sort of homage she played, uh, um, paid to like the Black Panthers was cool. It was controversial. I dig it. Um, I thought it was pretty uh, ridiculous that a lot of right-wing media was like, well, what if somebody put the Klan up there? Right. I was like, well, it always has to come even, to something like that. Yeah, it's like it's not even remotely similar. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever, you know, it's going to happen. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that this lineup sort of likens itself back to, I mean, even though the most iconic performance and this wasn't super bowl this was the um anthem and it was whitney houston yes. at uh bill's giants mm-hmm. i think 91 but i didn't watch that game i was but then i remember watching i want to say two seasons later when i think it was at the rose bowl and it was uh it was michael jackson one man just one you know for the whole show mm-hmm. It was a killer, killer show. And looking back on it, I'm like, man, you know, he just, he, he made this show kind of like his live performances were. Um, and it wasn't too much. It wasn't over the top. It was, it was a show. It was a Michael Jackson show at halftime at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I really hope that this Super Bowl halftime show is, is like that. I hope it's a Dre show, a Snoop show, an M show, a Kendrick Mary J. Showcasing all their amazing skill sets and not overdone by the moment. You know, not too much pyro or um, I don't know, like this excessive instrumentation. Because there doesn't need just, to be that. I don't think it does. Now it's easy to do it mm-hmm. when you are um, in that position. And, you know, they're not just playing to the likes of me or you. They're playing to, I mean, kids today who maybe, like, I don't know, I work at a middle school. You know how many kids tell me Eminem is whack? Yeah. You know how many kids tell me Dre is, is, is used up and Snoop sucks? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're trying to appeal to 
the, the new the, the youth and and those who were like there for their sort of rise to the prominence you might need to do more than it would take to appeal to me or to you yes yes i that, agree but, but that more could be whack to me <laughs> mm-hmm. and i like i like that you went back because we did a episode earlier in the week emily did uh what if on the halftime show in the history of it and it's always great to me because I know some people listening don't know the history of the Super Bowl halftime show and when it really started to launch with Michael Jackson and why that had to be because of the old show on Fox in Living Color and how Fox wanted to compete with whichever network had the Super Bowl that year and decided to mm-hmm. air an episode of In Living Color at the same exact time as the halftime show back when they were still okay. doing like ice. I think they were doing like some type of ballet show on ice for the halftime show. So when living color came on and just blew it out of the ratings. So NFL was like, nah, fuck that for the rest of time. We're bringing Michael Jackson out next year. It's going to be shows like that from now on up till today, as we're getting these five legends of rap. And I want, I want to know your thoughts. Are you surprised the NFL is going this hip hop, this classic with it, do you think, do you think there's any fear that they may lose some audience or is this like the perfect lineup of rap all-stars to keep everybody a little bit interested? Well, I think it's the perfect lineup personally, but I want to decipher between the NFL, the organization and the NFL owners. Yes. Because I think that at the moment, a lot of the uh, controversy is around ownership mm-hmm. and who the owners um, seek to employ yes. as as a as head coaches. That's like the big uh, the big topic du jour when it comes to uh, Flores and the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's separate from the initiative of the NFL. So I think with the NFL using this platform, I mean, it's not probably the platform with the halftime show to get the 20 and younger audience super pumped. On social media, I notice a lot of, um, I notice a lot of like middle-aged white women, like, oh my God, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. And, but that's great. <laughs> right. That's great because I'm kind of with them, you know. Yeah. These are the these are the rappers that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on like a minute scale. So I think it's a little polarizing in terms of who it's going to captivate. Because you know, if you're 15 and Dre's doing "Forgot About Dre" and uh, nothing but a G thing and. Uh, D's nuts and if M's coming on there with like cleaning out my closet or um till I collapse and then Snoop's on there a lot of this is going to alienate younger people Mary J isn't like the isn't the pop star of the day or the R&B star of the day right so if she goes in there with her with her what's the 411 stuff it's going to be the 90s kids mm-hmm. you know who are really really you know super um into it but i think that's i think it'll be cool and i think it'll be cool 
if if these artists use this platform, knowing that you know it's going to be this coming weekend, you know I know that they're going to be preparing for this show far in advance, obviously, but they could easily um, include something in the show that references this new revelation yeah. and um, do something, whether it's like, I don't know, a banner, um, you know, like a, a, the crowd forming some sort of, um, you know, group of letters or, you know, to, to reference a phrase and, and to sort of get or, or uh, make it prevalent to the fans that this new, not, it's not new by any means, I'm sorry, but this coaching issue that's becoming um, a very, very prominent topic, like get it out there. So I think that could be a great way to do it. If Dre or M or whoever, um, I mean, it's always great to have an ally that's not necessarily on the same or from the same demographic that is trying to push forward. So someone like Eminem, who's a, you know, a white male could do something to support um, inclusive, inclusive hiring and in the show. You know, um, the whole show could be about that, which I don't know, that could really embarrass some of the owners, but you know, who I'll, I'd be like, that's kind of the way things go sometimes. Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be surprised if something isn't mentioned either during the performance or during, I think their press conferences tomorrow or Friday that they'll be speaking with the media. I'd be shocked if somebody, at least like Snoop, because Snoop is, always ready to be open and honest no matter what he's promoting i'd yeah. be surprised if nobody brings something up about that yeah me too i think though that doing it in the performance would be best yeah um i know that it can't be something that's too offensive because there's that like slight delay ever since the janet jackson timber Justin timberlake thing oh and you know they're gonna be ready during this yeah yeah <laughs> so if something gets too crazy they'll be able to sort of like censor it from the, from the, um, the audience. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm expecting something um, cool and um, something that really uh, speaks to those who are supportive of increased inclusivity with regards to the coaching situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And ownership also. Yes. And hopefully we'll see a change. I know Byron Allen, a uh, uh, pretty iconic black entertainer and comedian, uh, is ready to submit a bid for the Denver Broncos. That news came out this mm -hmm. morning, so that would be fantastic, and hopefully this can help spark something. Um, and like you said, there is a chance for new stuff. We have Kendrick Lamar performing during it. A lot of people are hoping that he finally drops a single this week leading up to the Super Bowl or drops something during right. the show, makes an announcement or something. I know Dr. Dre just released a new song with Snoop. I think it's Snoop, uh, Busta Rhymes, and Anderson Pack. For that's on is that on the GTA uh, yeah, game on, stuff? Mm-hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I I would not be surprised at all to see Busta and Anderson pop up during the performance. That, that would be I didn't even thought about that. Like that'd be ill. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot to look forward to with this. As you said, reactions are, you know a little all over, like you said, the young people, the youth and all they, you know, saying it might be too old, whatever it's too, they don't know these guys. They want somebody like young thug or whoever gonna, or whatever. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm my old ass is trying to spark somebody 
current. Oh uh, right? man, they tell me <laughs> Young Thug, Young Thug is old now. He's old now too. Yeah, they they want to they want to listen to NLE Choppa, Young Boy. <laughs> okay, Young, um, yeah, mm-hmm. Uzi. Some of them still rock with Blueface. Wow. Uh, um, somebody the other day, a kid told me like about a guy named Baby Slime. <laughs> He's not even. He's not even on like streaming platforms. He's just like a SoundCloud dude. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody but, uh, somebody trending today. It's like a TikTok rapper that's gonna be yeah. like on Kanye's new album that everybody's all hyped I up was, about. I was legit. I was legitimately saying I was like, because um, they were like, who are the new guys that you listen to? And it's funny because like the new guys that I think are new yeah. still, like I was like, I really rock with. Uh, meek mill and travis scott mm-hmm. and they were like man those are old heads and i was like what <laughs> they just make they find a way to make it worse to make you feel worse i mean i was like yo y'all don't even know what it's what like real hip-hop is, is right. about right and then i find myself being old you know then you know hopefully this will be hopefully this will be something that sparks you know a little historical retrospective for them for the young people. Yeah. I, I don't know if I see it though, because the sound and um, I don't know, at least when it comes to guys like Kendrick and Eminem specifically, mm-hmm. uh, when with regards to the show we're, we're speaking of, yes, these dudes are elite. Lyricists. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes over these kids heads. I've, I've, I, would have to agree with you there. And that's a reason that they just have no respect for them because they don't because really understand what's going on. Right. They're, they're not a, and it's not to say that they're like stupid. No, but, but they're growing point, up on like mumble rap. Right. So like when I was younger, um, when I really got into rap, it was like, okay, Snoop was blowing up. Um, slightly after Nas is blowing up. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z is blowing up. Wu-Tang Clan is blowing up. Um, then you have your your, your spinoffs, your Meths, Method Man, your Ghostface, your Raekwons, Red Man blows up. Um, then Eminem and um, Bone Thugs and Scarface and the Ghetto Boys. And it's like everybody, whether Busta Rhymes, Fat Joe, Big Pun, Noriega, uh, it's like everybody has a lyrical skill set. So all that you're inundated with, Tupac Shakur, I mean, Tupac, um, Dog Pound, Lady of Rage, Corrupt, mm-hmm. Staz, everybody's got a lyrical skill set that's really exceptional, whether you like it or it's not your cup of tea. But it's it makes you, as a listener, you're just you're just always listening to these, like, these dope lyrics that's right whether you whether it's your thing or not everybody who's coming out is pretty good mm-hmm. little kim biggie uh even though you know big wrote for kim but still you know yep. the locks mm-hmm. it's all like dmx it's everybody's cra- crazy really really good and it makes it, it kind of puts you in this mindset of um a focus on lyricism mm-hmm. and the newer rappers, I'm not. Some of them are better than I give them credit for. Like I think Young Thug is a really good lyricist. I think that um, the Migos are really good lyricists. 
I think two chains in his own lane is really great. Um, Kanye is kind of like in between that that cat that the category and then the new artist, but he's a great lyricist in my in my opinion. Um, but uh, I think that some of that maybe it's more like classic lyricism. I don't know how to exactly how to pigeon uh, pigeonhole it, but I don't think a lot of the new the newer or the new hip hop fans care to like sift through great lyrics. No, no, they, I agree. they prefer to, you know, listen to it like a right, a, a generic trap beat. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, whatever the person says, seems like it goes. Right. They're more, them. But, they're more about like some good, if you throw in like one memorable one liner in there, one, you know, just something that you can quote, throw on a, you know, on a gram caption or whatever that that will carry your hit. You don't have to worry about telling a story. You don't have to worry about doing something nah, like Stan. Nah, like Eminem you did don't. Back in the day. You don't. And I mean, literally uh, two days ago, I had a student and she was listening to something on TikTok and the artist, I don't know who the artist was, but the artist had a line and the artist said, um, he said, I've got a dream like Luther, no Lex. So, and and she was like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I was like, say it again. And she goes, I got a dream like Luther, no Lex. And I was like, that sounds like he, he has a dream like Martin Luther King. And he's, he's deciphering between the Lex Luther and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And she goes, dang, that's deep. And I was like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but it just hits them like that. It hits them like that. And good for them. I guess I'm just being hopeful. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they something sparks out of them. I mean Kendrick Kendrick is that connection. He's that kind of he's that gateway to that old to the classic style. And, yeah. And and Eminem, honestly, I mean I keep forgetting Eminem goes back. Eminem's he's damn, he has had a hell of a career. Yeah. And an ability to stay relevant and to stay in the game. But Eminem suffers from uh not being cool. Yeah. To a lot of them the um uh, the modern hip hop fans. It's you know? great, and it's crazy that that's died off for him. And now he's corny. Like I see people all the time talking on Twitter. Is oh, he's corny. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Well, if you listen to new Eminem, some of it is corny. I some, think. Yeah. I. What was his last? Whatever his last album was. I got about three songs off of it that I still have like in rotation. Music to be murdered by. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I have. I think "In Too Deep" was a great one by him on that one. Um, he still manages to put out a couple good songs off of an album every time. Yeah, and but that's honestly that's not even. Um, he should be doing better than that. Yeah, with his skills, mm-hmm. I think that one of the issues is one. Eminem has always done his own thing, which is great. That's why I think he blew up was because when he when he first dropped to, to mainstream uh, to the mainstream entertainment industry, he was in his own class of elite hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. And it caused a lot of hate for people and a whole lot of love. But Eminem was never the kind of artist to be um riding the wave or doing what most rappers did 
So as he got older and as rap sort of changes a little bit, trap becomes bigger. So in some senses, it becomes uh, like your, your credibility as, a, um, as an urban individual who appear, appeals to their urban audience um, becomes, I mean, it, it was always important, but becomes more important. And then M is not that. So then he loses those, those new, those fans. Um, his lyricism is still impeccable, mm-hmm. but it kind of starts to get like now. And, and I mean, really in the last, I don't know, like six, seven years, I feel like when Eminem raps as great as the lyrics are, it's so like, it's like, dang, man, I don't really have time to decipher all this stuff every single time you want to rhyme because you know, when he first was, when he was blowing up, he was like, it wasn't like that. Like you just had to get the metaphors and get the, the subject matter. And now you have to do those two things and decipher like 70 words in like an eight bar cadence. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing, I mean, it's not smooth anymore. It's just like, what I hear a lot of fans say is rapidy rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like lickety split rap Olympics. That hippity hop. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's like if you're that kind of guy, like he is, and you rap that many words in a um, sixteen bars, you're gonna say some cheesy stuff. Yeah, you have to. It's inevitable. But that's not what the fans really want to hear mm-hmm. because if you if you know there's a record he has i think it's called epmd2 and it's um nas nas featuring eminem mm-hmm. it's a great song eminem does a great job but it's like m m does a great job but he does drop a few cheesy lines but it's like nas keeps it street and then m does his own thing yeah so there's a little bit of a disconnect there it's still really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like it a lot. And and it's probably the closest I've heard M come to back to like street Eminem um, in a while. Yeah. But it's just hard because if you're a, like, let's say you're a hardcore hip hop head and you're really into Nas, you're probably not going to rock with the Eminem verse. Right. That's just like a, a prediction. But I mean, who knows? He should do what he wants to do. You know, he's obviously brilliant and he's one of the best artists of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I think that in 2022, um, you know, you have a lot of fans who will in a minute, an instant, they will, they will go to NBA young boy over Eminem and it wouldn't even think twice. That's right. It's sad, but you know, times are changing. People have what they're into the, the the flavor of the time changes every year. Um, while we're on Eminem, I I won't even go into the subject of him being the token white guy in this lineup. Like they had to throw somebody in that lineup. He's deserving. I don't call him a token. I don't think he's a token in this sense. No, he's deserving of it. He is an all time yeah. great. Um, would he be? Do you consider him? Because we'll get. I don't know if we're going to do top five rappers of all time tonight. I think that could be its own show. We've done Probably these. So. We've done top fives on the show, 
just about every week, but they all stem to me from a discussion about top five rappers years back, and I think that could be its own show with a group of us. So we'll save that, but I will ask for a little bit of of a spoiler. Is Eminem in your top five all time? Your personal top five? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can rock with that. Because I think... I have M at three. Really? Ooh. I know that there... Because there have been people in the past that have told me they just can't... Just out of bias, they cannot put Eminem in their personal top five just because they don't... It's it's almost a racial bias. They don't want to put the white dude in into the rap category of top five all time just not to give him that. But dude has... He has paid his dues over time. So I'm happy to see him here in this lineup out of everybody. I give him three. And I'm probably not budging on three for a while either. It's tough. I was, and one of the reasons I pushed back the top five is because I was doing mine and I got down to four. I was like, oh shit. Ooh, I got to really think hard on this again. I always have it in my head, but now it just, it, it can rotate these last two. For me, one won't budge. And three right. won't budge. One, one, two, and three have never budged for me. On my my two five. can budge. Really? Hmm. My two and my four and five could budge. See, we're te- we're teasing the people. This is going to have to be yeah. a whole show. This is gonna- <laughs> my one is solidified. I guess if M uh, at three. Uh, the thing, only thing is for me, and this is also a little teaser, I won't say much more, but because of the unfortunate passing of Big and Tupac and their inability to have their legacy live on with the material they were creating, mm-hmm. they uh, may slide um, for me. Like, whereas at one point I had big at one and I thought that was never going to budge. And now I've definitely budged on that. And um, I probably, I don't know, like, I I, I don't even know if I have big in the top four anymore. I can't wait to do this one. This one's going to be soon. This episode was never in my top three anyway. I, I can throw out that Pac has never been in my top five. Okay. I uh, I used to have Pac top five, but I don't have him top five anymore. Um, I think that a, the, that one of the um, the curveballs that's been thrown into my little my lists is uh wheezy f baby <laughs> <laughs> that oh shit he is a cur- damn it yeah see yeah this is why i need time to think on it that's exactly yeah, that's why i need time ball. to think on it that's my curveball since we brought up Pac, you think he's gonna show up during the halftime show what is it called they're the uh, hologram the, yeah they're gonna dust off that hologram hologram shoot that'd be dope if they do i mean why not this is the biggest show. They kind of brought Prince out a couple of years ago yeah, during that. Yeah, if Justin they do, if they, if they if they do uh, California Love and bring Pac back, mm-hmm. who do you think? Oh man, what surprises do you see? Do you see anybody coming Pac out now? Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned it, 
I, I could totally see California Love. I'm going to get people's um, hopes up for that. Like I got my hopes up for Wale at that J. Cole concert I went to. Uh, Just well, let it all come crashing level. down to me. I know that is low. <laughs> no offense to, to them. But... No, yeah, no offense to Wale. No, but like imagine you got you you might have um you might have uh California Love, you might have um two of America's most wanted, Snoop and Pac. Yep. Possibly could get a full NWA. Little cameo with Ice Cube. Cube Dre. Um, well, obviously Easy E. Uh, I mean, if they wanted to do like a who I don't know. That's crazy. With them having Kendrick been... there and possibly Anderson, I could see them doing like some tributes to Easy E, some tributes to uh Tupac in there. Like if they do California yeah. if they do California uh California Love or whatever, they can get Kendrick to do Pac's verse, I bet. Or yeah, to do his own turn on. I think it would be dope if they got if they um if they were doing a tribute to Pac mm-hmm. and then you think Kendrick's gonna probably rhyme Pac's verse, but M does it? That would be that would be dope. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this show. Ooh, I I've never been more excited for a halftime show, honestly. Since I mean Prince, I was hyped up for because I grew that's I just grew show. up on Prince. That was and that was that one was of the best. Show. I think that's one of the best all time that they've done. But this one in particular, of these five, Dre, Snoop, Mary J, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, who are you most excited to see? Because I I go a little bit out there. I'm going with Mary J because I know that she'll put on a show. I remember her getting the Lifetime Tribute or Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards a couple years ago and just put on a hell of a show. So mm-hmm. I know that she can I know that she can do that, especially since what they'll probably each get like three, three minutes of like hits medley or whatever. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. Who do you I'm got? I'm excited to see Dre. To see Dre. Yeah, because Dre's been more reclusive in terms of his output mm-hmm. um, lately. You know, and you know, at first it was, uh, is he going to release Detox? And then yeah. he didn't really, he didn't release Detox, and he put out the uh, the soundtrack to the Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, the Compton soundtrack, and then you didn't. I mean, you didn't really hear any much production from Dre. Uh, you know, then you hear that he acquires, you know, beats and makes all his money. Yep. And you know, a little side like co-produce, oversees this, oversees that, and then the GTA thing, which I think was kind of like, I didn't hear much about it. You know, I mean, it was cool, but nothing yeah. that it did, to me it wasn't like groundbreaking. No, nah, it was like a it was a, a moment for like a week. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do, if he's going to just pull out the bag of tricks and um, give us the records we already know. Is he, is he going to possibly do something new we never heard? You know, is he mm-hmm. going to do an NWA collab, a Tupac collab? Um, I mean, I'm sure, I could easily be wrong, but I'm sure we're going to get... Um, M and Dre forgot about forgot about Dre. Oh yeah, you have to. You know, yeah. I'm sure you're gonna get M. I'm sorry, Dre and Snoop with uh, with still still Dre. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't know. Like just just that right there is gonna be banging. And while we we talk about forgot about Dre, we did not forget about Dre. I do want to get into your conversation about Dre because you wanted to talk about his production. You wanted to talk about the yeah, production I mean, side to him and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on him? As a producer? Yeah. Is he? Uh, I mean, is he the greatest he of what? all time? Um, greatest, greatest producer, or greatest rap producer. Yeah, let's say rap producer. Let's stick with rap producer, rap producer. For right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it was just producer overall, that that gets into a deeper pool. Oh yeah, you're looking at all kinds of genres. Oh yeah, so let's stick with rap producer. Rap producer. Uh, I'm not gonna say the greatest. Uh, when it comes to the greatest hip hop producer, uh, I think I'm more likely to roll with. Ah man, see, um, let me I, let me catch myself real quick because I almost said like Pharrell, but that's that's too crossover for the best rap producer. Yeah, Pharrell. Pharrell can get a little poppy on there. Kanye, Kanye, I think is up there as an all-time producer for rap. Yeah, Kanye, Pharrell, and the Neptunes, Timberland, Dre, Timberland, Dre, even Rick Rubin is dope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's don't more. He he's, a... he's much more. He's even more crossover than yeah. Pharrell. Well, not 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 than Pharrell, but more than. He crosses over else. in that sort of like into like that that uh, that rap rock genre with like Beastie Boys, yeah, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, DJ Premier is is one of the most I think one of the best pure rap producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't want to say that it's Dre, but I don't know. Maybe maybe so. He makes a strong maybe case. It is. Maybe it is Dre. Uh, but I mean, for me, he's not my favorite, though. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? My favorite's gonna have to be Timbaland, I think. Yeah, yeah, you can't argue with Timbaland. I think, I think the style is so distinct with Tim. You know yeah. that. You know that that's a Tim song. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Tim. But then where I just where I where I uh, I waver is Tim doesn't really do those like. Hardcore street records, though. No, Mm-mm. you know they're usually the, the the more crossover, melodic kind of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Even um, Justin, whereas, Tim, I mean, he was getting one of Justin Timberlake's best albums. I think Future Sex Love Sounds. That was Tim. right. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, his collab with Aaliyah and Missy, Nelly Furtado. Um, yeah, these are Madonna. Also, yeah, like, all, these are all crossover efforts mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. It's that, so, it's yeah, that I mean, distinction when you know that that's their song, that's what makes them an all-time great at the very least. Like just like with Pharrell, Pharrell, you got that. I think it's like a four. I think it's a four beat or three beat drop. Yeah. But I, I think for me, all time it would have to be. I think for me, all time would have to be Dre, just Dre. because of who he's put out, the hits that he's put out, that catalog of songs. But. No, no, I think on it. Yeah, Tim. Tim is an excellent case. Yeah, I mean, I think any of those people could be excellent cases, but Dre might have to be one just because, I mean, Dre was doing records for NWA. Then he's doing records for, um, 
for the uh, for Death Row artists. Mm-hmm. And he was doing his own. I mean, let's not forget the Chronic and the Chronic 2001 were both Dre uh, solo efforts, but you know, obviously more like collaboration projects. Mm-hmm. But you know, both albums have a have classics on them. You know, he was part of the process of discovering Snoop, the Dog Pound. Yep. Nate Dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> Warren G, Lady of Rage, Eminem. Um, I mean, it's crazy how many uh, artists he has helped propel to crossover success. So, yeah. I um, mean, the same could be said for Pharrell and Tim. Uh, don't sleep on Scott Storch. Scott Storch was a was a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he's not he's not top five. But like Just Blaze is, was was dope. Yeah, and people and Just Blaze is still staying relevant. Uh, I haven't heard from him in most, a minute, but I mean, maybe he had that. Uh, I think he did. Uh, he did that song over the summer for Space Jam with. Uh, did he? I think with Kirk Franklin and. Oh, I believe it was Young Thug on that. I have no idea what or that little is. Baby, one of them, everything. That was actually a pretty dope song. It just got swept up in, you know, Space Jam 2. Yeah. And all that shit. But, no, I wouldn't sleep on, um, I, it's not popular to say, Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, you got to look at the catalog if you're just talking this. Everything, looking mm-hmm. at that catalog. and His catalog is crazy. You can't dispute it. Mm-mm. Maybe not so much in the rap, though, you know. Right. So, we'll get into another producer and another all-time great, uh, Jay-Z. He is the one in charge of the halftime shows now. He's in charge mm-hmm. of music with the NFL. It's all part of this partnership that I'm I'm sure is a way of him trying to get into ownership at some point. So, he's starting to get to know everybody. But right. he, I think overall he has done a really good job since he's come in, I think it's, this is his third year on the job. Last year we had the weekend first year. Shit. I can't remember. I can't even remember who was in the Super Bowl two years ago. I think it was the chiefs, but this is an incredible lineup for him to put together. I want to talk about next year and who, who you would like to see, who you think it might be. Do you think that the NFL and Jay-Z might have to, you know, counter it a little bit. And since it was such a heavy hip-hop lineup this year, are they going to overcompensate, go with like a all-stars or country uh, halftime show no. next year? <laughs> no. Who would you like to see perform that could, uh, I that think could... it, I think it was going to depend how 2022 shapes up. Yeah. In the first six or seven months, um, see how – music um progresses mm-hmm. um because i think that'll shape it I mean, you know I, I don't some of the artists that are major right now in hip-hop i don't know if i could see being a part of the super bowl you know like i can't really right now envision like little baby that, or yeah the, i had the that, baby i had that conversation because you want it to be relevant you want somebody relevant but you're playing for a hundred million people or nearly a hundred million yeah. people somebody right. like little baby migos migos may be our fringe but yeah you need somebody that's going to be able to catch everybody right i don't see it being Nicki minaj or cardi b mm-hmm. at this point um 
I would have loved to have seen, like, maybe not this year, but maybe last year, I would have loved to have seen Meek Mill. Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of representing his stance on the, you know, the corrupt prison system. Mm -hmm. And he's got that Um, good, yeah, he's got that good partnership with the league. Yeah. 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 So I would have loved to have seen Meek. Um, Ah, for next year, uh, I, I really, really don't. At the moment, when it comes to like pop music, I've really only been listening to the Weekends' new album. Yeah. So, and I don't know if they would go with him again that soon. Yeah, that's that's really, really soon. Yeah. Um, Bruno Mars just did it a couple years ago too. Yeah. Uh, ah, I mean, I, you know, this is out of the blue. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna be. They're on their tour right now. The Culture Tour, new edition. <laughs> yeah, let's just. Yeah, let's shit. Let's say what the '90s and '80s. I'm going. I'm gonna see them next month. No, nah, I could. Oh shit, that would be fun. Yo, new edition and uh, the opening act is Jodeci. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, bring them to the Super Bowl. People I mean that that might be a stretch, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's part of a Maybe. group as a full lineup. I saw this clip on YouTube where it was um, New Edition collabing with New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. Oh, and see, it was like best of both worlds. Yeah, it was like this, like very uh, you know throwbacky kind of. I don't know if that's gonna work for a, a Super Bowl halftime show. I, I don't know. I think next year that, that that's an interesting whole question because who would have thought last year we'd be talking about Dre, Snoop, Eminem? I never would have imagined this lineup. Right, me I re- either. Yeah, I could see. I thought like maybe Jay Z might try to do it headline one year since it is his thing, but maybe since that's his thing, he doesn't want to. I always thought Kanye would have been a great one, like a decade ago. Say, well, I was gonna say um, I don't know if you watched that. Um, I don't know if it was on Hulu or what or Amazon Prime, but Kanye and Drake. Yeah, Kanye and Drake. I see the one I thought Drake would be great. I think Drake could headline his own draw in that audience. He's, he's enough of a crossover star among countries. Um, I, hell, I would even love to see just like the three Kings as they called him a few years ago, Drake, uh, Drake, J Cole and Kendrick all do a show together mm. and do like their own styles. I don't know for a halftime show though. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. I've, I've I'm just looking more for myself. That's a concert I want to mm. go to. the halftime show is always an interesting how about justin bieber shit yeah he's never done it and i mean he's got enough classic hits that go real poppy but also now that new what he wants to do his r&b touch i could see it um he'd have to i mean he had a big year last year um you know obviously you want it to be something that's going to catch the public's attention uh i don't know if 20 the 2023 Super Bowl is going to be Shit. Know, a good place for, for Bieber. But you know what? Maybe like some sort of resurgence of Outcast. I've been wanting Outcast for years. And I thought when they were in Georgia or when they were in Atlanta a few years ago, I and Big Boy was rumored to come out. I was like, ooh, I wonder if Andre will come with them. But no. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't I just don't know if Big Boy can stand him. Is that is that a problem these days? I don't know if it is these days. I know, I know that their style. I know Big Boy has talked about their sto- their styles, and because Andre is out there, 
yeah a different kind of dude andre andre's talked about how he quote he like a quote that he had was that um hip-hop by definition is supposed to be hip yeah. and at his age he doesn't feel like he's hip anymore <laughs> so it makes him kind of not feel comfortable rapping with the new era or in the new era that's fair one wild card that you could throw out there if they really want a different like variety of an audience and like a super twitter audience to come in there bts the dudes can mm. dudes can dance I don't yeah. know how many English language songs they have. I don't know if they would really need many to get a massive lineup of followers to watch. Right. BTS, yeah. As long as they keep their uh, their level of fandom and stardom super high. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason why they couldn't. Yeah. But do you think a football audience wants to hear BTS? Not necessarily. No. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want to deal yeah. with that. They don't want to deal with that Twitter following leading up. You say one bad thing. I'm afraid to say anything on here. We don't even have that massive of a following, but those BTS stands will find us. I remember uh, when, I mean, I'm a big pop music fan, especially from the '90s, and when NSYNC and Britney went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool, but a lot of football fans were like, "This mm-hmm. is whack." <laughs> yeah, nah, don't do this. Mm-mm. I liked it though, but you know. Right. It's all about hitting it's all about hitting the right spot. And I think this this halftime show will do it. I'm excited for it. Um we will wrap up this conversation. There's so much rap conversation to have and hip hop conversation to have and we are we we are going to do that show, especially now that we've got some post football time to do it. Mm-hmm. But I do want to get since this is super week, we're closing out everybody with this same thing. We're going to talk very briefly, the actual Super Bowl. I want to get your pick. We got the LA Rams going against the Cincinnati Bengals. Justin Marlowe, who is winning Super Bowl 56 and why? Cincinnati Bengals, 27-23. Oof! Threw a score in there and everything. What's got you so confident? Um, I'm really buying the Bengals swagger right now. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm buying into the new, uh, I know it's uh, facetious, but the new Tiger King. Yeah. You know, I think his, I think his vibe is, is on a, is high. I was just, you know, I was just listening to, you know, Colin Coward. Mm-hmm. Yep. The herd. I was, yeah. Yeah. I think he's kind of wacky sometimes, but um, he said uh, he made a good point and he was like, more than likely, this year, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. Yep. But he was like, the only thing we're going to remember from this season is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers losing to Frisco at home and not scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yet nobody, well, we assume, will pick Joe Burrow to win the MVP. Yet we have seen a guy come off a catastrophic leg catastrophic leg injury to his first real full season in the NFL and lead an um, an underdog squad at least to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, they win it all. Yeah. And does he have MVP numbers like Aaron Rodgers or Brady? No. Mm-hmm. Is he as dynamic as um, 
Jonathan Taylor, the Colts running back and almost gaining 2,000 yards? No. But it seems like if all we remember from the MVP season is a loss, I don't know. Like, what does that say? But I mean, that's not that. That wasn't your question. I was just referencing Colin Coward. But yeah, I, I see. I see Cincinnati twenty-seven twenty-three. It's a I fa- really do. It's a fascinating thing, and you're right. If they win, if the Bengals win this, and Joe has a fantastic performance, or even just above average performance in the game, dude, stardom is going to take off. Like he's going to be the face of the league. Now, Mahomes has that right now. I think Bur- Burrow's got that. Burrow's got that it factor. That star power to him that he's just going to take all of this shit over. But I could see him cheesing it up, though, really yeah. soon. He's he's on that line. Because all I see is, like, people referencing, like, Snow, the informer, <laughs> or Vanilla Ice. I called him a I Culkin saw... earlier in the week. He looks what? like I called him a Culkin earlier in the week. I thought he, Culkin, he looks yeah. like a lost Culkin brother. Yeah, he, he all like I saw something where he was he was saying like he tweeted that one of his favorite movies of all time is Pootie Tang. So you know he's like he's 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 riding the he's riding the um the dolphin of cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. And he's he might sink, but he might stay afloat. But if he keeps it going, I think it's a bad look. Yeah, no, he's got a he's got a teeth. This offseason is going to be the biggest work of his PR manager's life. Yeah, I, I would I would dead all the uh, uh, black references mm-hmm. for just, just because you don't want it to come off like that's your stick. Right. You know? you've, done, you've done it enough. You've gotten, you know, you got show, you got Joe Shiesty out of it. You got a, you know, you got a good fan base going. Cool it off. Just play cool. Like black folks like you. Right. Don't make us hate you. <laughs> yeah, because it's it, it'll happen quick. Promise mm-hmm. you. Promise you. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from him. Bengals winning the Super Bowl 27-23. That is our good friend Justin Marlowe. Damn near you just became our rap our hip hop expert, our hip hop consultant for the show. The 323's very own Justin Marlowe. Thank you, my man, for being on the show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another day of Super Week. We have one more. One more. It is the battle that people have been asking for. Scott Elia versus John McCann. Catch that one tomorrow. Stay safe.